Hey everybody, this is Brother Frank, and welcome to another episode of The Remnant Call. I'm glad to be here with you tonight, and listen folks, thank you for those who have been going over to Rumble and uh, subscribing, following us, saw that on Rumble. Listen, we need everybody to get over there. Uh, talking to Benjamin before, and I had mentioned this last week, and uh, I'm going to have other guests. We're going to start doing just some Rumble uh, only specific uh, episodes so that they can be completely uncensored, unfiltered. Um, we know it takes a little while to get everybody over there, but listen, get over there because um, we don't know which day they may pull the plug on us here on YouTube. So we've got to be proactive and, and keep doing that. So please, please go over, follow us, uh, you know, and listen on the Remnant Call. The only way we grow that Rumble channel is if people subscribe. The more subscribers, the more you hit the likes, uh, the more the or Rumbles they call it, the faster it will grow, and we'll be able to, uh, you know, one day just switch completely. And so thank God for that. And you know, I know there's a lot of other channels out there folks and I appreciate uh, the channels that people have suggested and going on to and all that stuff and uh, we've looked at all of them and for right now like I said we just come to the conclusion that Rumble seems to be a good place uh, if I keep trying to go to too many locations, it takes. I don't have the time to do this. I have to run a company and work full time. Uh, I don't just don't have the amount of time to try to put uh, the program all over to different channels. So uh, the one thing we do do though is, you know, of course, Remnant Call is always available on podcasting, uh, whether it's Apple iTunes, uh, whether it's iHeartRadio, um, it's uh, Stitcher. Um, I don't even remember all the ones it's on, but it feeds out all over the. Place. Place, pretty much about any broad or, uh, podcasting app, excuse me, couldn't talk right, uh, will receive the Remnant Call program. So check us out there. The thing is, we just need to make sure that we are actively getting out of this heavily censored place that we're in right now because it is getting worse and worse. Let's pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Tonight's topic is serious, it is intense, and it's important. I just pray that you would bless us. Uh, Bless this program to be simply, Lord, a conduit for your spirit to flow freely and convictions to fall heavily upon your people is my prayer in Jesus, Yeshua's holy name. Amen. So I thank you again for all this. We were getting over to Rumble and we're happy about it, but you have seen it lately. It's now changing. The lies are being fully exposed. And yes, I know now I have to watch what I say and how I say it because they'll knock this program off. But we see right now those who have been getting the jab are getting sick just like everybody else. Uh, we see that there's no difference in the newest variant now. They're saying, yes, it, it doesn't even have immunity unless you get more boosters. So they're just going to boost you until the cows come home and inject you with all this. And as we told before, we said a few weeks ago in the on the remnant call, I don't remember the episode, but Revelation chapter 18, I think it was in verse 23. Let me just look it up again real quick here. Uh, Revelation, here we go, chapter 18 verses, verse 23, I believe it was. Yes, and the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. This is the post-destruction of Mystery Babylon now. 
And it says, for thy merchants were the great men of the earth. The key to understanding this is before it's talking about the merchants that sell to Mystery Babylon how the mystery Babylon made all the merchants of the earth uh, rich. Now it's talking about mystery Babylon's merchants and how they were the great wealthy men of the earth. That would point back to us. It said, for thy merchants were the great men of the earth for by their sorceries or pharmacia or pharmacy by their, look it up, they're literally meaning the administering of drugs. Go look it up in the Strongs. Look, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're all nations deceived. So pharmacy, drugs, administering of the drugs, which leads to sorcery. Uh, Listen, I was a drug addict for years, and that's one thing I need to do. I haven't done it since 2016, maybe it was, uh, on the Remnant Call, my full testimony of my life of drugs. uh, I was hooked on meth and everything, all kinds of stuff for years. The violence and the things I put my family through and and, and how God miraculously saved me in one hour of one day. I've got to do that soon and I'm going to do that. But the truth is, is that drugs lead to sorcery. You can't find somebody that's heavily invested into the cult that isn't on some type of mind-altering drug, whether alcohol uh, or other type of drug out there, because that opens up the brain to be susceptible to Satan. And when the brain is open and susceptible, then the devil can just come right in. That's why drugs, sorcery, pharmacy, it all goes together because it allows the mind to open in such a way that the doors uh, that are of protection are now wide open and the spirits that are evil come flooding in and take over and do all kinds of things. It all works out perfectly. So this makes perfect sense how the devil would want to spread his lies his deception in these last days through sorcery pharmacy the administering of drugs we see it happening and folks we need to be aware we are now in the dawn of a new age in a new world we know it we've talked about it but it's here it is now here. Now we're living in a time where people are losing their jobs because of their faith. They are getting the administering of drugs, even when they know it's against their faith because they're worried about having their jobs. Although I told you about Todd and other people who've stood strong. And you know what? The Lord was faithful to deliver. I just saw another instance at another location where they tried to do all this. And uh, you know what? God is powerful. When we are told that if you are now, here, here's the thing now that, you know, we love hearing. If you're one color, you know, that, that you are responsible now for all the oppression that's going on in the world. If you are a white male, you are considered evil at this time and age. And you are responsible for all, uh, everything that is going on wrong. But if you are a white male and you are living contrary to the word of God, I mean, you are living an alternative lifestyle. Now you are swinging on the other side of the plate. Now you are living, you know, dating your own uh, sex. You are doing those things. Now you are, instead of being the oppressor and who is calling the, you know, causing all the problems of the world. Now you are the victim. And I've said this a long time ago at a program. I have a theory that people are turning to homosexuality so that they can no longer have to be viewed as the oppressor and can be now 
seen as the victim. So if you're a white male or a white female and you have white privilege guilt, you can simply join the homosexual community and now you can be a victim and you can now side with those who are being abused by that. But the truth is, is that those who are of other colors, other races, within and that follow the Lord Jesus, they know this is a lie. They know we all were descended from Adam and Eve. And this is just the devil trying to to basically divide us. If you want to be a boy, if you're born a boy and you want to be a girl, they tell you that that's what you can do. And now you can't even in California, I believe, in some other place, I know for sure it's California, but you cannot even now have therapy for your own children to have them turn back the right way because that is that is considered mean and hateful. Here's the problem. If your five-year-old comes to you or your three-year-old and they're a boy and they say, Mommy, I want to be a girl, you got to look at that child and say, you're three years old. You're five years old. You don't know what you want. You don't know who you are. And I'm your parent, and you're going to act like the person that God made you to be. I tell you, my kid comes and told me something like that. Uh, one of my girls came and said, I wanted to be a boy. Oh, you know what? I'm like, you don't know anything. You're a kid. And they've removed the power of God. And it's been removed in the churches now that somehow, and this is unfortunate now, that people believe that God doesn't have the power to turn homosexual people back straight. Or God doesn't have the power to turn... Uh, a drug addict straight again. I remember being at a police academy where they were trying, the guy was telling me nobody can get off crystal meth. This was about oh, eight, 19 years ago or so. He said, nobody can get off crystal meth. That was their view of it. I'm like, hold on a second. That's not true. I was a meth addict. And by the power of God set free. Don't tell me those lies that somebody can't be brought off there. The truth is, is the truth is being destroyed and the lie is being thrown out everywhere. And unfortunately, the pastors in the churches are not standing against it. And if you do stand against it, like the pastors up in Canada, I mean, who would ever thought that the pastors in Canada had more guts than the pastors in the United States? But you know what? The pastors in the United States, I barely ever hear any of them standing up. Although in Canada, boy, there's been some that have stood up. And you know what? They It got them thrown into jail. Their churches boarded, or not boarded up, but put fences around the churches, We are living in a very troubling time. But I want to talk to you tonight about an event that happened in the Word of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that you've already heard me once on this program pray. But Lord, I need your help right now as I get into your Word is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. The timing of this event has been debated by scholars for a long time. When was Satan cast down from heaven? When did the war in heaven happen? I don't want to get into that debate tonight because if we do, we will lose context of why it happened instead of when it happened. I want to focus on why it happened. One thing is for sure, though, when the war in heaven happens, when it, when you might believe, one thing's for sure, in the book of Job, Satan still had access face-to-face with God. 
So I want to pick up uh, right here in Job chapter 1, starting in verse 6. If you want to turn with me there, it's the famous story you remember of the time when when they were talking about God's faith or Job's faithfulness, Satan had come before the divine council in heaven. It was it's a very incredible story. And we're picking up here and in, in starting in Job chapter one, verse six. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, and perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and has substance increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power only upon himself Put not forth thine hand, so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. So here, looking at one of the most amazing stories in the Bible, it's a record of the conversation between God and Satan. I think sometimes we forget how just amazing this story is. And here Satan is accusing God of only getting worship by people that he does special favors for, such like Job, because Job has been blessed and he has created a hedge of protection around him. God, knowing the faithfulness of Job, allowed Satan to prove God right that Job would stand for God, even if Satan took everything away from him. But there was a condition, and I want you to understand this. Satan could do pretty much all that he wanted, but it was forbidden from him to take Job's life. Look at verse 12 again. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Look what God is saying to the devil. I am giving you permission. I am allowing you to have a little power, but you have no authority to do and to take his life. You can only do what I have said you can do. You cannot go above my authority. Satan was only allowed to work within the parameters that God said he could. But where he has no jurisdiction, he has no authority. And he had no jurisdiction on the life of Job. You see, this is an ancient battle, a problem that has been in Satan's heart since his fall, his desire that he would be as God and his authority would be as God. And in Isaiah, the Lord reminds us of the problem that Satan had in chapter 14, starting in verse 12, where Lucifer makes his declaration, his five I wills, as it is known, as they call it anyways, 
And it goes just like this, Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit that they that see thee shall sure, shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble? that did shake kingdoms? So here the devil is proclaiming that he will be like God, that his authority will be like God's, that he will exalt his throne above the stars. And we know that the throne, it, it, it symbolizes God's authority and his power. And above the stars, that means the heavenly host. And so what he's saying is, God, I want to be my authority to be above yours so I can rule over everything. And God listened to this declaration and fires back at the devil and says, you shall be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. And not only that, because you thought that you could somehow have authority in God's house, that the people on the earth are going to look at you one day and they're going to say, is this the one? You're going to be brought down so low and you're going to look so pathetic that the earth is going to look at you and in disbelief and disgust that this was the person who made kingdoms tremble. You will be brought low, Lucifer, and God's authority shall remain intact. Jesus also reminds us of this story in the New Testament. And he reminds us of this event. Turn with me uh, to Luke chapter 10, if you have your Bible there, starting in verse 17. And look what the word of God says about this. And the 70 return again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Did you hear what he was just saying? What what his disciples were saying? He was saying, even the devils are subject unto us to us through your name, meaning through the name of Jesus is so much authority and power that the devils themselves are now subject unto us because of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And he said unto them, I beheld, this is Jesus talking, Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So here Jesus recalling this event of Satan being cast down like lightning in the sky, falling from heaven. He's been thrown down like fire to the earth. And and when the scholars, many scholars believe this probably most likely officially happened uh, at the time of the cross, but I don't want to get into that. Jesus reminds us that Satan tried to come into God's house and usurp usurp his authority and our heavenly father cast him down from heaven. But Jesus takes it further and says, it's not Satan that has the authority. It says we are the ones that have the authority. 
Listen to what it says again closely. We've got to understand this. In verse 19 and 20, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and notwithstand, not, and, excuse me, and nothing shall by any means hurt you, notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. See, this is the lie that the whole earth is falling in trap to right now. This is the lie that the church, the so-called American church is falling into today. This deception that somehow Satan has the right to come into God's house and usurp his authority when the truth is we as believers have been given the authority to stand our ground and to say, get behind thee, Satan. Unfortunately, the exact opposite is happening right now. At a time when we as believers should be standing up for the truth, instead, our own churches is beginning to follow the rest of the world. They shut down when they say COVID and shut down. They, they're making you wear masks still. They're making you stand this ridiculous six feet apart, which MIT study proved made no difference at all in the world. And the government under the authority of Satan, remember, because the red dragon rules the leaders of this earth, he, they're coming in with the, by the influence of the enemy and they're trying to usurp the authority and the people of God are rolling over and they are now actually fighting against, I know of a large church um, conference that just recently, the other day, they finally, I guess they pulled it down. They got so much flack over it, but they're just waiting and hoping still. They were putting out mandates on a church conference to all their employees saying, you know, you have to get a vaccine to be an employee, but it was okay for them to go out to the parishioners because the parishioners were the ones that were paying money. So the hypocrisy stunk all the way to heaven because the church says you can't work here without a vaccine, but you could take the money from those who don't have it because we need the money so we can continue the lie of living under the authority of Satan instead of the authority of Jesus Christ. It is utterly unbelievable what's happening right now. And it's so sad that it's happening to those that are called believers that they have no backbone and they somehow think that Satan has the right to call the shots in God's jurisdiction. This is crazy. And if you are against this, you are considered a tinfoil cap wearer, that you're crazy, that you don't know anything, you don't follow the science, you're just a madman, you you know, whatever it might be. But no, the truth is we are trying to stand up for what is right. And we are believing that is the authority of God, which gives us the right to stand strong and to do the right thing. Reminds me, this Bible verse in John chapter 16, verse two says, they will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time will come that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. Here's the truth, folks. Listen to me closely because uh, yes, we do home fellowship and different things like that. But let, I, I worked at a place for many years. That I know about the church politics and, and all the things. And I still have many contacts and people that go on in there. I am telling you right now, that there are many that are in leadership positions today that look at you as a person that doesn't have the jab as the unclean thing. And I don't think they would hardly shed a tear, many of them, if you lost your life because they view you as the enemy now. 
It's happening. You obviously see it in the workplaces. It's happening in the world. And now all of a sudden, guess what? There's a new variant out. And oh my, the vaccine, they don't even work. The jabs don't even work. Oh, yeah, keep getting boosted. That'll help. Yeah, right. It may help take you to the grave a little faster. But, uh, you know, this is what's going on right now. And so we see that those who call themselves believers will be your enemies. Now, not all of them. There are God-fearing, and there will always be a remnant of people out there. But the truth is there'll be many in the so-called churches that will bring on our own demise because they're giving in to an authority that belongs to God instead of Satan. In Austria, did you see that recently? Where they were hunting people down in the streets, making sure that they had their little jab passports, their little jab cards, so that they could be cleared. And if not, they are going after people and they are hunting them down. Folks, who would have ever thought five years ago, three years ago, two years ago, you would have seen such madness. Now, we know it's going to happen in the Bible. We've known it was coming, but to actually see how quickly we have now transformed the entire world, where does it end? I'll tell you where it ends. It ends at the second coming of Jesus Christ. The media is making declaration hoping that those who are unvaccinated, just like some even in the church all around the liberal society, that you will die. What kind of world embraces death over life? I'll tell you what kind of world. The kind of world who gets upset when we want to stop the killing of babies. That's the people we're dealing with today. And you wouldn't believe how many of those people like to call themselves Christians. I cannot stand behind these present-day mandates and call myself a believer. Listen, folks, when you are in the missionary work and you have to go into another country, I'm telling you, there's times from experience that you're going to be afraid. There are times you're going to go into places that have disease. I remember my first time in Africa, I had no vaccine. I mean, I had no, was taking no medicines, no anything like that. I'm sleeping under a net at night and I'm worried about my feet touching the edge and mosquitoes getting me through there. And I remember what it was like, but you know what? I went anyways and I did it. And over time being there, I began to see God's miracles. I wasn't fearless always, but even when I was fearful, I did it anyways. And then I watched God's hand at work, working amazing things things that I in no wise could have ever done had I never taken a risk to step out in faith for God. The last time I checked, folks, Satan has no authority in God's house, and it's time we stand up. We must stand in the authority that God has given us, and these last days stop trusting in a system and start trusting in a creator. Now, the truth is, though, In this dark world, there is still hope. There is hope in this dying world right now. Everything is going wrong. I get that. Everything is falling apart, and I get that. We are in the fight of our lives, and yes, this is just the beginning. It will not end 
We are so vulnerable right now in the world, and our enemies are now emboldened against the United States of America. It finally came out in the news today that Xi and Putin are actually coordinating together. They've acknowledged it. We've known these things, but they are acknowledging it now in the news that they are strategizing and working together because they see the weakness of the United States of America. And I just checked it this evening because I run an IT company, and I'm so frustrated how our stock just keeps falling off and off, and we can't get a equipment. And listen, it's been like that for quite a while, but now it's hitting deeper. There used to be things we could still get. Now we can't even get them and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And so I checked off today and there's still over a hundred and some ships spread out over a thousand miles sitting there just waiting to get docked because we can't figure out how to get the hayseeds out of our pants and get these people undocked. And you know what? I'm trying to hire and everything else going around. And I'm telling you right now, people don't want to work. We Something has happened. I don't know where they all went to. I, well, I guess they went to they got lazy. They started sitting at home. They want the government paychecks. And folks, I'm telling you, this country is on the fastest downward slide we have ever seen in the history of the United States. And yet all people care about is if you get that jab. That's I just don't understand. There, the truth is we are living in a time that we on the remnant call Brother Benjamin, through the 20-some years he's been doing this, other people we've had as guests, other watchmen out there have been talking about, or your grandparents have been talking about, maybe your parents have been talking about. We are now living in that time that we have been talking about for so many years, the time when the world would grow evil, but God made a promise in the book of Romans. This is what he said. Moreover, and this is Romans chapter 5, verse 20, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abound, grace did much more abound. What he's saying is the worse sin grows, the greater God's grace will grow. Simply this, when there's wickedness, when there's evil, when sin is running rampant in this world, that more grace will be available than ever before. Meaning that at the end of time, as the earth gets more wicked, God has more grace for us to be victorious through these times so we can see clearly and do the right thing no matter what the cost. God has a high calling. He saved the best wine for last. It is the time, it is in these last times of earth's history that the Bible says the greatest works that have ever been seen shall be done by the this generation. And all God's looking for is a few Isaiahs out there. I'm not talking about you have the prophetic gift of Isaiah, but you are simply one like Isaiah that says here, Lord, I'll go. Send me. I want to challenge you, believer, friend, remnant of the Most High, I want to challenge you today to get serious. More, We've talked about it, the prayer, the fasting, the seriousness on this program for years. Listen, I, for those who haven't taken it to the next level, stop, quit it. It's time to put the foolish, childish Christianity away. It's time to stop the baby talk, the baby walk, the baby lifestyle in a believer, and it's time to grow up and get a hold of some strong meat. I want to challenge you to get more serious now than you have ever been. If you look just looking honestly, how fast we have slidden in such a short period of time should scare us to death. 
It should scare us right down to our knees into our prayer closets where we begin to pray and fast and seek his face and take this relationship to a level like we have never known. Do you understand your heavenly father is just waiting for you to do this? We need to see clearly in these last closing hours of earth's history. Look, this Bible we read, it is a supernatural book. It's not a fairy tale. And we are about to see, as the Bible's talking about, a few things it talks about. We're going to see statues talk, fire from, call, from down, uh, excuse me, fire being called down from heaven. Just to name a few, that's what's in the word of God coming. We are truly at a time, a crossroads, when we must make one simple decision. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21. And Elijah came unto the people and he said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, Not a word. Elijah said, Listen, stop this right now. Make a decision. If God is God, if Yahweh is God, then follow him. But if you want to follow the devil, you want to follow Baal, Baal, you want to follow, then just do it. But make your decision today because fence sitters will not make it. That comes from the very word of God. Fence sitters are the most dangerous believers out there in the world because God said he is going to spew you from his mouth. He will have more mercy on the ice cold than the lukewarm. He said, I'd rather you be cold or hot, but because you are lukewarm, I am going to spew you. As for me and my house, folks, we are going to follow the Lord. I'm going on 22 years of sobriety, being saved in one hour of one day. I hope to share that story again soon. A miraculous life. I started when I was so young into alcohol and then into drugs and everything else and, and, and relationships that should be saved for marriage happening as a young kid. But God was so powerful in his mercy and saved not only me, but he broke the curse on my family. A generational curse that goes back generations from father to son to grand, you know, back in grandfather of doing the same things. All of them did my, we don't know about the great grandfather as much, but my grandfather, my father, and the down to me all took these same paths. Neither one raised the other, yet we all did the same exact things. And you know what? God stopped it and broke the curse with my family. He got a hold of my father some years prior, many years prior. And they started, my dad and, and uh, the stepmom, they started repenting for things they had passed down to their children because they read the commandments where it says, I'll pass the sins of the father onto the son in the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. And the curse was broken. Check this out. I'm Frank the third, junior and senior. We went down to senior's funeral. 
didn't know fully what the end of his life was because he had left my father when he was seven years old. My father was seven years old. My grandmother had five children and they went from having money to being dirt poor in Texas in an instant. And we didn't know the end of his life, what had happened to him. We went and found his pastor and we started talking to his pastor and we said, listen, tell us about it. And he said, listen, Frank was calling me before he passed away. He had started going back to church and he kept asking the pastor, he said, are you sure there's room up there for me? He's talking about in heaven. See, he'd done so much wrong and he wanted the pastor, he wanted to know, Is there, are you sure that there's enough room for me? We were at his funeral and they were talking about the shootouts he had been in. I mean, this man lived the Wild West life. Like I, We couldn't even believe it. We didn't even know some of these things. It was outrageous. Yet at the end of his life, God brings him back around to realize before he passes on that the Lord is God. And I'm hoping and believing that we're all going to be together in the kingdom one day. And they're going to look over and say, there they are. There's the Franks. They were hell on wheels. But look at the power of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ in that family. He took what looked like it was unsavable and he changed it around and he saved them all and he brought them back. And you know what? There is nobody beyond the redemption of our God. And because my father and others refused to give up praying for me, the Lord broke the curse off my family and stopped it so my children didn't have to deal with the same things because God is powerful and he is still saving people today. And I don't know what it is that's holding you back maybe or what your roadblock is, but I'm here to tell you right now that even though the hour is dark, God's light shines brightly. And if you will call out to him like the prodigal who came home filthy, had been with the pigs, he couldn't have gotten any lower. At the moment his father saw his brokenness, he took off running. He did it and he said he grabbed his son and he kissed him. He was so happy that he came home. Believer, if you cry out, if you will get on your knees and ask your God to forgive you, he is faithful and just because he doesn't want to lose anybody. It's not his will even that the wicked perish, but he wishes everybody would come to the knowledge and repentance of God. Keep looking up, brother and sister. It won't be much longer. Yes, the world will get darker. But remember, it's because our Savior is about to return. This is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call saying to everybody, good night and shalom. Blow a trumpet in Zion, sounded on the mountains. Blow a trumpet in Zion, for the day of the Lord.
trumpet inside. 